Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget them other folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't hip up racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. <laughs> what up, Dominic? Puerto Rico, Suave, I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Puerto Rico, oh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, what's happening, y'all? It's Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. I'm Roderick Morrow. And Romaine Walters. Hey, we have three guys on plus one, too. See, you freeloaders, look, y'all missed a lot of heat from Monday. I can tell you that right now because uh, Rod came off the bench, came in to join us. We went long. A couple hours. We had a good time. A couple hours and we had a great time. Um, that was a very distinguished intro, by the way. We had a very uh, it was distinguished. Oh, grown, grown and sexy kind of intro. Grown and sexy intro. Uh, <laughs> Romaine's daughter wants to take over the podcast. <laughs> We're about to let her do this. <laughs> yeah, Romaine is going to have to keep muting himself throughout when his daughter decides that uh, she's on stage. Exactly. It's, it's time when she decides that it's time. Wait till he wait till he gets her a drum set. Yeah, uh, the chat room, of course, ain't shit. They're talking about our air fryer thing. Uh, not shit. <laughs> oh, let me take a drink of my black is beautiful beer. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we get this air fryer love. <laughs> You know how y'all do. You know, we can get this air fryer love. Yep, I just know? bought some easy off to clean out my air fryer. You know, I'm, I'm taking care of that thing. Yeah, I, mean, I really, I just wash mine. I don't really. Well, you got the thing. It's a basket you can pull I got out. A basket, yeah. I got the. It's like a. Here it like comes, y'all. Y'all ready? We're about to do air fryer talk. <laughs> Here's what I saw on TV on a commercial the other night. Yeah. I saw this is this is this is the, I think the three guys on bump. By the way, I'm going to attribute it to that. They were advertising an oven, a full-on oven range thing that has an air fryer built in by Frigid Air. Like the commercial was like, this family was like, what do you want to eat? Let's make some wings. And he puts wings in his oven, his actual oven. And there's a fan in there that blows on it and turns it into an air fryer. So I feel like it's the wave of the future now to just have an air fryer included in your oven. Is it the new microwave, do you think? It could be. I don't use my microwave. It, it, when I reheat shit, I'll put it in the air fryer for like five minutes. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I'm not doing that. I still use my microwave, but not as much. I mean, I think daughter uses it. I think we'll know when it when the instructions for meals start coming with air fryer as an a default option. Yeah, as an option. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. now, it's still conventional oven microwave, but when we get to the point where it's like an air fryer, that's when it's it's a thing. Right. Yeah. Because what you got to do now is the conventional oven instructions. You have to sort of go with that, but not quite as long because it cooks faster. But you got to sort of use that as the guide. But yeah, like any air fryer uh, coating for like meat and stuff, it has 
completely different times and things on it. Yeah. Do y'all, do y'all own Instapots as well or just? No, not them? yet. Okay. Uh, I thought about getting like the all-in-one thing. The Ninja has, you know, everything, but I don't know if I have space for it. Mm. Uh, Tanya said in the chat, Lean Cuisine and Hot Pockets have air <laughs> with air fryer instructions. Okay, well, I've, I've never heard of Instapot. Wait a second. What's that? I'm, 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 a, I'm trying to look it up now. It's basically like a steamer slash crock pot. It can do a bunch of different stuff. It just basically combines the powers of a steamer, crock pot, and shit like that. Pressure cooker. Oh. Wait, yeah. pressure cooker? I need a pressure yeah, cooker. Yeah, you can do you can do rice. Uh, Karen pressure cooks rice and shit in it. Uh, you can. Uh, I I use it for my slow cook meals. You know, when I want to do like a, a crock pot meal, put yeah. in that Instapot. Oh, so it just—it's just a versatile piece wow. of. Equipment. We have a crock pot, and we got it as a wedding present. Fifteen years, I've only used it twice. <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah, I, I, I love my crock pot, but like, uh, if I could get a pressure cooker, because I'm trying to make some oxtail properly, especially. See, we don't eat a lot of soup, soups and stews here, so. I'm well, surprised to hear that. Yeah, these, these seem like you would be a good soup. Super yeah, I just—I don't know why we just don't eat a lot of soups and stews here. Yeah, and I mean, I chili, but I'm a chili guy. I love chili, but I don't even cook my chili in a crock pot. I cook it in a regular. Yeah, pot. I, I cook mine in a crock pot, but it's also other shit too, like wings you can make in there. Uh, right. Oh man, fucking in the crock like, pot. Take like yes, nigga. And take a uh, pork shoulder. He said that like and- I am foolish for not knowing that. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, I'm talking now. Look, the wing is gonna be falling off the bone. Okay, so like, yeah. so like it's not the same as like baking a crisp, you know? Right, right. Grilling the wing, but man, what a flavor, man! Yeah. Nothing like it. If a pork shoulder, put it in there. Oh, make some carnitas. You know, take take like a piece of yeah, pork. Take it off and then shred it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nigga. Oh, so good. I, man, I'm going to put this on my grocery list. You know what? I'm going to have to try that. A pork shoulder in a crock pot and then shred it. Yeah, I make well, crock pot chili too. And uh, what I do is I took a recipe that was for Mexican taco soup. Right. And I just remixed that shit, took some of the water out, and I make like this thick chili. Uh, with beans and shit. Oh man, that shit's so good. Hey, you know what? You know what you got me thinking now. I'm off on um what happened, Romaine? I think he froze. Outages yeah, in the area. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm off on Monday, which means my Sunday now is all mine. So I might crock pot instead of air fry people, <laughs> I might crock pot some of that uh pork shoulder. Mm. What are you saying? Just a pork shoulder? Yeah, like uh, so what I do how long do you put it in for? Uh, I normally try to do it. F- uh, it depends on the recipe, but I normally do it for like as long as possible. So okay. I normally try to do eight hours start in the morning. Right. So have it for dinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. We're like supposed to, we're supposed to go to the take Ava to a museum tomorrow. So I crock pot this, come back, shred it. And then we have tacos for dinner while I watch uh, Lovecraft Country and whatever game is on tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. It's a versatile yeah, meal, dog. I, you just I, put the you just put the pork shoulder. You don't put any vegetables in with it. So, so what I do? Yeah, you know I put some vegetables. Come on, brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what I do is, uh, <laughs> first of all, you got to season your pork shoulder. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, a little salt, pepper, some garlic. Aries on there, right? <laughs> put that. I put that in my cast iron just a little bit. Okay, turn get my cast iron kind of hot. Just want to sizzle the sides a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You're not trying to cook it till it's done. Just want right. to get every side brown. You know what I'm saying? Rotate that joint. 
Then um, I would normally put like some peppers, some jalapenos, um, like the pickle jalapenos. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I like, you know, some onions, some of that type of stuff in there. Uh, and then the key is I make my salsa separate. So okay. you don't put your salsa shit in there because it's going to all be brown when it come out. So okay. like, you know, the shit you want to be brown, onions, shit you don't care about, you put that in there. And then you just, uh, I use, uh, you got them uh, crockpot bags, the liner. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I, yeah, I use the liner, take it out, chop it up. Now, you know, I got my little, put it back in there so it can stay warm. But now I ain't got to worry about my cleaning. And then I make my salsa, you know, tomato, little onion. Right, right, right. And now I got my tacos, man. It's the best. Right. And that's an eight-hour process? Huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I want my shit falling off, off the bone. bone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I want, when I shred it, I just want to put a fork through it. Right. right. You know, especially if pork. I got to do all this, then I, don't, I didn't do it long enough. Yeah, especially a pork yeah. shoulder. Yeah. Pork mm, shoulders be, yeah. be, be, be tough. Maybe I'll, do that to, maybe I'll do that tomorrow while we go to the museum and stuff. I'll, I'll start a thing and come back. But when we get back, shred it up and then, uh, oh, man. Yeah, shred it up and then eat on tacos. Love yeah, it, man, it. and it's an easy meal. Because we, like I said, we've had that thing was that was a wedding present. So we've had that thing fifteen years. I've used it twice. Hey. Yes, the crock pot. I've used it <laughs> used it twice. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good headache free type of thing, you know. Because yeah. you know, I cook pretty much at least four or five times a week, and uh, that's probably the least labor intensive. The crock pot shit because it's just set it, you know. Your prayer. Yeah, just set it and go. Boom. What I've done with it was I, I took some chicken breasts one time and made some chicken breasts for the week. Mm-hmm. You know, on a Sunday, I crock potted them for like four hours, mm-hmm. shredded them, and then I just kind of doled that out over the week for like yeah, a healthy thing. I put, it, I put like shit on too. salads, I ate it on sandwiches. I did a lot of shit with the chicken breasts over the course of the week. You know, yeah, it's good for stuff. And I did it one time and I never did it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause that's the other thing too. Like chicken, I don't really like chicken in the crock pot because it doesn't absorb enough seasoning for me. Right. For my time. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm gonna give you eight hours of my time, man, I need to feel like that shit is in the veins of the meat. You know what I mean? I can't it can't, you know, chicken come out a little bit like it's just on the edge of the meat. Like I need that. Right. I want every bite to taste like I fucking marinated this. So right, right, right. But yeah, that pork show, you can't go wrong, dog. Yeah, I'm going to look for some recipes tonight, and then I'm going to probably go over to the store late and go grab me some. I made some I made ribs in the crock pot before. Take some beer, put it in there yeah. with it, uh, maybe some yeah. ketchup and shit. You know what? You know what? The funny thing about ribs is uh, I like my ribs to be like off the, like, you know how when you take them off the, off the grill, they, they kind of crispy. Do you understand oh, what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you mean, bro. I like my ribs like that. I don't Listen. like I don't so, like like I've had like beef ribs that that feel like they've kind of been boiled. Uh, yeah, I'm not fine. a big fan. They fun, they yeah. taste okay, but I like a I like a little bit of crisp toughness to the to to ribs. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of crockpot ribs, but you know they they they're doing a pinch. You know what I'm saying? Like I've never yeah. been like let down because you know that's the other thing about crockpot. You really can't disappoint yourself, right? Right. With a meal because <laughs> it's right, so right, foolproof. Right. But, yeah, I like uh, a little bit. I just like a little. Uh, certain foods, I like a certain little crisp on there. Yeah, I like them to taste a certain. I got way. this recipe for these um, pork loin ribs. Now this shit is labor intensive and it take a while. Okay, like right. you, like this is a recipe to take a couple of days, not not a couple of hours. Oh, I, I ain't gonna fuck with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what you got? <laughs> I can tell you right now. <laughs> I can tell you right now. <laughs> now. It's really simple, but the pa- patience is the key, right? Is that's what it is. Right. So you gotta take the ribs. 
we lost uh, Roman again, didn't we? Yeah, he it seemed me. like he was sitting too still. Yeah, he texted <laughs> me. He's, he's uh he's got an outage in the area. He was just uh, like this. So I was like, I don't think that's real. <laughs> uh, so you take the ribs, uh, you put two layers of foil down in a pan, right? You take the ribs and you season them with some like salt, pepper, garlic, uh, a little bit of soy sauce, um, you know, whatever uh I, it, I's in powder like you want to put on there. Uh, and then you you rub it in, uh, brown, and then you take brown sugar, you sprinkle on each one, you rub that shit in. That's the key. Don't forget the brown sugar. You will fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Flip it over. You do the same thing. Okay. Then you cover that 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 aluminum pan. You cover the pan with aluminum foil on top. Mm-hmm. Put it in the fridge. It need to sit there for at least a day. Okay. I, I'll try to take it to two, three. Then, right there. <laughs> so <laughs> then. <laughs> And you put a, and I always put a couple peppers in there too, like poblano peppers and shit. You put that in there, and so then, uh, and not chopped up the whole pepper. Then put that in the oven at like I want to say it's like it's real low. It's either like 300, 350, or two fifty, like real low. And you basically cook this shit for two hours, and then this is the other key because you will fuck up. I fucked up many times. You you gotta go get it out at two hours. Take the top off. You baste the ribs. Put it back in there for about 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. Swear to God. That's real. And when you take it out to baste it, that's when you put your barbecue sauce on. Okay. Best, best ribs I ever had in my life. Yeah. I, our parents used to do uh barbecue ribs in the oven. Mm-hmm. Them shits be amazing. The same thing. Take yeah. the pan, put a lot of foil in the pan, a lot of foil. It's just and patient. Then, uh, like yeah. it's really a waiting. It's like it two bottles of sauce, and then cook them, cook them, cook them, and then the last twenty minutes, you 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 uncover them, mm-hmm. put that sauce all over them, and then cook them for twenty minutes uncovered with the sauce. That bakes this shit right in. There. I'm telling you, bro, Ralph, it get hard right around like an hour forty five, because you be like, man, I can just eat these, you know? What I'm <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> like yeah. this is close enough. Like it's it's right. pretty much done, and they smell delicious. Right. Right. But you gotta finish it off, man. Right. right. Yeah, that's how I do my ribs on the on the oven on this on the grill. Mm. Gotta do two hours in the oven first. Right. <laughs> do two hours right. in the oven first. Right. And then like 15 minutes on the grill, like seven on each side will do it. If if that much, if you got a hot flame, you can get away with 10, just five minutes on each side. Well, that's you the way I mean ribs have the that's the recipe for ribs is like day two. You know, yeah. it's it's like yeah. It's got a whole, it's got, you got like a calendar you got to follow. It's not, it's not even right. just a recipe. It's a calendar. I used to didn't respect the, the ribs, man. Like when I used to just try to make them with them simple white people recipes and shit. But my uncle put me onto that technique. I was like, oh, I'm, this is it. This is the family heirloom right here. Yeah, there was a, I saw, I thought about doing ribs in the air fryer. There's like recipes on YouTube. There's, there's the ones that take like many hours. Mm. And then there's one that's like, look, this is 40 minutes. It's not going to fall off the bone, but it's it's right. close. But yeah. we don't want to wait <laughs> 16 hours. So this is how we do it. And we actually kind of like it this way. So I guess you could choose. It's, there's a spectrum of. Uh, right, right. I would definitely try. I would try the short one to know. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'll try to. I mean, listen, I've tried a few things on these ribs until I found this one. So yeah. I would try, you know, I'll try anything once just to be like, well, shit, maybe it's good. But man, I'm telling you, I don't trust nothing with it the rib you can make your ribs in less than like a day it, it ain't gonna be the same as <laughs> yeah ribs, well we got an email andy well let's start with the most recent one what started us talking about this 
Uh, we got an email because, yeah, this this is why we're on this topic. Uh, we got an email from Mikkel. Title the email, Air Fryer. Okay. Hey, guys, I just want to shed some input on what Air Fryer not to get. <laughs> I paid $120 because I wanted a larger one, but it doesn't cook the food completely. I got this one because all the other ones seem to be small, but my wife is still bitter over me buying it when she didn't ask for it. And I might have used it three times. I would like to get another one. Which one do you guys recommend? I also used to be a patron, Patreon member, but due to COVID and the unsurety about my job, I am now a freeloader. I don't think it would be wise to use the word freeloader in the world of COVID and record high job losses right now, just FYI. Um, Hey, the word free is right there at the beginning. We're giving away free shit. You guys are loading it. <laughs> you guys are loading free things. You're free loading free stuff. Also, <clears throat> not, also, not negative at all. A, it's, a, it's a very positive term. We didn't buy that um, first fryer. Uh, <laughs> and, <he> says, <laughs> and then he says, uh, I wanted to comment on the football player's father who was talking about COVID. There's nowhere in the Bible that talks about ignoring facts and realities. COVID-19 is real. It just seems if you're a Republican pastor. You obviously pastor, don't know these religious people, do you? <laughs> he says, it seems like if you're a Republican pastor, you will use whatever script you can to justify Trump's misbehavior and ignore the other scriptures that talk about love and respect and justice and peace. I myself vote Democrat, but for my Christian brothers and sisters who believe the Republican Party is the truth, I always challenge their beliefs. That one party claims to be Christian, but does not uh, does non-Christian versus the other party. I don't think it's right. You vote for a party because they do one thing that's right and a hundred that's wrong. It's not the job of man to punish humans. Sorry if this is a long letter, but I just want to throw in my thoughts out there. Love the podcast. Love the guests. I especially love it when I hear Rod shout out come uh -huh. on the show. Uh, here is a link to the air fryer I got. So let's pull this up. I Let's like to analyze. come on the show and hang out for the freeloaders, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, hopefully fucking you won't get freeloaders. Offended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't say fucking freeloaders anymore, right? We just what Dominic says she doesn't what doesn't cook completely, Dominic? Oh, she's talking about the air fryer. This guy's this Yeah, fryer? he said the air fryer doesn't cook completely. This one? First this of is all, the one he got. It looked like is... a motherfucking it like uh look like the shit, shit the, it like the shit at the movie theater. This shit could be on Darth Vader's uh, ship in his lair. Man, that looked like that little like thing they throw. They throw the pretzels in at the movie theater to heat them up before they give them to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, it looks pretty good. So look, this one, I mean, mine is a similar form factor, but it only has two racks. So it's like it's mine, but bigger, let's say. And this is 11.6 quarts. That's and big. the ones that we have are like six quarts. They're like, uh, you know, a couple sizes down. I think someone on Twitter tweeted at us the one that they have, which is a large one. But the the name brand is called Best Choice Products. Um, I've never heard of Best Choice Products. This particular air fryer is no longer available on Amazon. Well, that tells you right there. <laughs> it ain't available anymore. And only four stars. I say only because when, when you're on Amazon, if it's four or below... It's a little sketchy. It, four is not great on Amazon. It has to be like 4.3, 4.5 or higher to have right. good reviews. So as far as cooking the meat all the way through, I mean, I guess what I would say is maybe get one of those oven thermometers that you put in your oven 
and just stick it in the air fryer and turn it on. See if it actually gets the temperature it's supposed to. If it does, then I guess you gotta, you gotta just cook the meat longer or something. Right. If it's not reaching the desired temperature, then you got a problem. But maybe because it's bigger, it takes longer. Maybe the cooking times need to be adjusted because it's got so more, much volume. More air volume, maybe. Ooh, it's bigger. Now look at all these suggested ones. There's a ton of these bigger ones out there, and a lot of them have brand names I've never heard of, like. Uh, Best choice again, Musu. Musu. <laughs> Musu. Chef Man is what I have. I have a Chef Man air fryer. Um, Mike B has two Ninja air fryers. Right, right. My my auntie just bought another Ninja with the with the two separate the two separate baskets. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. And what what's what's the brand that you have? Oh shit, I've already forgotten. I don't know the name of my brand. I just call it air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just air fryer. <laughs> Let me look up my. First of all, uh, what's the star rating on his? There is Mark, he's got it. Go Wise. That's our Instagram. We got Go Wise USA. The star rating is four. Four stars. Okay. That and happen. there are pictures of meat that is cooked. Mm. But you look at the ones, 14% of the reviews are one star. That's a lot. That's a high That's percentage a of one star reviews. I always look to see why they're one star. Sometimes people are just bitter because they didn't like it. Other times, sh shit like this buttons don't work. <laughs> Issues with control. Issues with control. Very disappointed. Uh, but they don't like it because the wire racks are not wide enough. Like that's something, you know, one star. I don't know. Buttons don't work again. Major disappointment. See, I no one's saying that it doesn't hit the right temperature, though. So I guess Mikel is beyond the return window. Yeah. And if the this. buttons don't work, it could be something where he's setting it for one thing, but it's not even. So it, it could probably get to the temp he needs, but it's probably good. First of all, the fact that this shit ain't calling and then and reporting, turning your ass into the Imperial droids shit <laughs> is a miracle. This motherfucker definitely look evil. It does have like a foreboding kind of look to it. Yeah, this shit looks <laughs> like in a horror movie or some shit. This would be the air fryer. I have noticed the air fryer pictures when they have these, the kinds with the window on the front. Yeah. There's always this weird orange glow inside. Yeah. This shit look evil. <laughs> like <laughs> it does have a light in it. Mine has a light in it, but it's not some foreboding like <laughs> fallout shelter or a first person shooter video game kind of orange glow. To me, I'm telling you, it looks to me like something at a movie theater <laughs> where they just, they heat up the print. They go put that pretzel in there, heat that up. Right. Get a soggy ass, get a hot, soggy pretzel. I've changed the terms of the deal. I <laughs> <laughs> pray that I don't change it any further. <laughs> it is now 375 degrees. <laughs> your, your meat will be raw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's a new wave two basket air fryer. So everyone's going the two basket route now. Yeah, I'm Ninja seeing started that. that shit. Yeah, I don't know, Mikhail. I would say get a get a little those little oven thermometers. I got the go wise, but like I said, they I have bigger the one, ones. I want the one now. With, I want the one now with a face like that, where I can open the face up. I'm gonna do eleven point six four air fryer. But I don't want one that big. That's too much space. I don't have that kind of space. Yeah, and even mine, like mine's not that big. I don't use the full capacity. I don't. I've used all. I've used two shelves at once. But you got to do a lot of rotating and moving around and. I'm just going to cook for me. I'm not going to cook for a whole family. Right. Um, I feel like, I feel like Tanya, I'm an old fart too. I can't be, I got enough. <laughs> well, go wise has this 12.7 quart. I believe this is the one that our listener 
actually tweeted at us. This has all the attachments. You got the Here kebab. We go. thing. You got Here we the. Go. How much is this? One fifteen. One fifteen. It's a hell of a price. <laughs> you got the rotisserie. Here we go. And it's got four point four stars, and only seven percent are one star. That's a good yeah. ratio. Yeah. Right. And and it's fifty five dollars off or thirty five dollars off. Yeah. Here we you go. Get in, you get in red. Oh, for, and I get in red too. Here we go. Oh, that, that looks that looks dope. One hundred twenty two bucks for the red, red dress. <laughs> Here we go. Is this song called Fry Fry Fry? All right. So. <laughs> Some of your pork loin. Here we go. It's got the basket. It's got the different shelves. Yeah. Here we go. I mean, there's don't look, uh, don't look evil. All these yeah, things don't look evil. That's, that's <laughs> it does key. not look evil. It's not foreboding at all. No orange glow inside. It's already black inside, so you won't see the, the grease yeah. stains. It don't look like the TV from Air the motherfucking poltergeist. Actually, the dimensions of this are not different. That different from mine. It would almost fit in my little footprint. Let me so. just write. I'm trying, to, just, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to sell this to my wife right now too. Showing her this. Let me just write. Let me just write down. It's either that or it's, it's this. either this or a PlayStation Five. <laughs> I will say this. First of all, there's a popcorn button. I didn't know you could do that. Um, oh snap! It's got what the dehydrate. Kind of popcorn? The the kernel popcorn, I'm assuming, right? I think the popcorn goes in. Where's the rack? There's a show rack. Show me that top. Show me that top thing, Andy, so I can see the. Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. The the name is stuff. I'm writing it down. Oh, go. Uh, the go. I is twelve point seven quart, fifteen and one. I think the popcorn might go in maybe this this uh, basket, and it'll so it stays inside. Oh, like the Ooh, when it spins. I will say this. I have a spinning basket on mine and I it'll probably just stay in a drawer forever. I've used it like three times. It's very hard to clean. It seems to cook slower in the basket. Like if you do wings in the basket versus laying them on a rack, mm. seems to go, go a little bit too slow and it's a pain in the ass to clean. Now, this thing at the bottom is the kebab thing. I've, I don't have one of those. Mm. You can make kebabs on it and uh, nice. these other racks. It's, it's got a lot. That's the popcorn in that. I've done a pork loin on the rotisserie. Yeah, I guess we need to see that. There you go. Go up, go up, go up. Hold that. (laughs) You write it down. (laughs) Everyone's everyone's getting a a go wise 12.7 quart. And I believe one of our listeners does have this very air fryer. And it's a dehydrator. Yeah, I think that the the rack with a lid on it might maybe Uh is for dehydrating because otherwise if you have like fruit, it'll like the air might blow it around a little bit. I've seen reviews on those, but yeah, you can dehydrate. I've never used dehydrate on mine. Even though right. I, I technically can. Damn. It's really just for drying out fruit. I guess you could make a beef jerky or something. Yeah, that's the first thing I can of mind. Homemade yeah. jerky. All right. Well, my dad, has, my dad has a smoker now. And uh, every once in a while I'll go by, he'll be smoking some sand. Go up, Andy. That's the one I have right there. That one underneath it, right? That one. That one right one. there with the basket. No, seven actually, I don't quart. have that one. I got that one right there. Yeah. The seven quart or whatever. Yeah, it's like a seven quart. That's about oh, the size that mine is. Comes with the three with the three shelves, which is fine. But I'm like, should have should have got the one with the flip down door. Yeah. It's just the cleanup is a little bit trickier on the flip down door. Right. Yeah, get, the basket is nothing. You just take it out and just wash out the basket. You just got to clean out the inside and then they get crumbs in the in the hinges sometimes yeah there's a tray at the bottom 
that you put in the, like a grease trap tray. Right. Uh, where is it? Black tray there? That there. You can line that with foil and then just throw the foil out. You don't ever have to clean that. But you'd still get crumbs inside, you know. Three fries and... Yeah. You have several shelves. So there you go. I guess... Well, if you're going for a bigger one, Mikel, try the GoWise 12.7 quart, right. 15 and one electric fryer. One, baby. I'm yeah, thinking all, about all doing that now. Great. Ooh, look at that one. That one with the with the. <laughs> That's how we sound. Ooh, look at the ooh. <laughs> There's the 11. GoWise has an 11.6 quart for the same price. I feel like uh, this segment has replaced Randolph scrolling through Instagram, being like, "Well, check out this." <laughs> it sort of hey, has. I get crazy now. That's we're shopping. It used to be <laughs> this segment used to be uh look at her. She's doing some uh nice Pilates here. And now it's turned into air fryer time. Dominique says uh she has the vortex that, that we just looked at. So yeah, I guess I mean most of us have had positive air fryer experiences. I guess yeah. Mikel, maybe you just got a dud. Nothing really to complain about. I did burn my I did have a little burn right here that I picked up. Trying yeah, to get happens. some French flies out the other day. The the little basket thing at the bottom fell out and touched me and burned me right oh, there. Oh, shit. No. Yeah. But other than that. You put a hot comb in there? What is that? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's called a hair fryer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, they all have these different like little bells and whistles, but they're all kind all of right. the same thing. I would say this one opens like uh, on the side. See how that works? You know what I haven't done yet is like tried a to, I haven't tried to bake anything inside of one yet. They keep talking shit about you can bake you can bake a cake in there. And I'm like, I haven't tried that yet. Yeah, I haven't tried that either. Um, but anyway, yeah, Mikel, I would say just try a different brand. There's you 120 bucks will get you everything you need for that. The size, the, the needs that you have. But uh also what you can do is um is not tell your wife. Mm-hmm. You can just it can just show up one day. You just appear. <laughs> just appear. But you have to sell her on it by making something she likes in it. This is how uh, the divorce starts. This is it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you go to court. You're like, I want all the air fryers. She's like, Yeah, that's yeah. You can have them. That's actually why. Why we've done this. All right, let's get to another email while we're doing the emails. Brandon sent us an email. What's uh, what's up, Randolph and Andy and whatever jar or sock puppet is in the building. On the latest episode, Randolph mentioned how hard it is to enjoy things, particularly sports, and I felt him to the mm -hmm. core. I'm a huge football fan, and I hate that I can't enjoy the NFL or college football anymore. Having people root for your team with that shut up and dribble mentality steals a joy from me or from the experience. At any rate, thanks so much for so many years of great content. And thanks to Randolph for speaking to me on my podcast, the DJ Blaze Radio Show podcast. Not a problem, man. It was a great time. It was a great time. And I will come back anytime you want. Just let me know. Uh, we got an email from Aisha about episode 952. Hey, 3GO fam, Frankie and Charity Sade. It's, Alicia, it's Aisha with questions and statements about episode 952, Black Panther. I had no idea I was going to get a random shout out at the end of the episode. I actually wasn't even going to listen to the end of it since I heard most of the conversation <laughs> live and logged off once the porn talk started. Yep. Yep. That Rod was here that day. <laughs> yeah. Amazing porn talk. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I should have titled it amazing porn talk. 
uh, <laughs> slash Black Panther. I didn't listen to the end of the episode until Friday afternoon. Yes, you can say I ran from the conversation, Uncle Randy, but Rod was somewhat right. I used to work with an older gentleman that may or may not have had aspirations of being in the porn industry, and that motherfucker does owe me $20. <laughs> What the hell was Mike B talking about toward the end of the episode? He sounded like he was 75 and just found out what a social media page was. Um, also, I'm not sure where to send this statement for Dom and Andy's podcast. So I'll say this. Okay. I'll say this uh, controversial statement here. When Kawhi wins the NBA championship, he will be the best NBA player. This was before they got knocked out. Oh, it was out. before he got eliminated? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So definitely read it. because <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and read that shit. <clears throat> When Kawhi wins the NBA championship, he'll be the best NBA player of all time. I'll wait. Why? Because this will be his third time winning a championship and finals MVP, playing for his current team and for, for a season or less, and playing with that uh, team for the first time. No one else has done that ever in the existence of the league. So any team Kawhi plays <laughs> and no with... No one's doing it now. <laughs> any team Kawhi plays with is an automatic chip. LeBron may get players to the promised land, but Kawhi is leading them to the gold. I said what I said. I know this will make Dominic and Rod feel some type of way, which will make good conversation on their podcast. Also, happy birthday to my fellow Virgos, Andy and Dom. It's your birthday month. Hope you enjoy it. Love the show as always. Isn't it Rod's birth month as well? Yeah, it was. Yeah. My, uh, my yeah. Was, uh, I just had a birthday ago. himself. So you're Virgo yeah. also. I'm a no, oh, you're, I'm, oh, you got. I'm the okay. first day of Libra, I believe. Okay. Yeah, Kawhi led them right out of the bubbles. What the fuck he did? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they went to the promised land. If the promised land was the crib, okay. <laughs> <laughs> promised to keep his ass home. He okay. led him home all right. Right back Paul George. Okay. How's it look now when you look at that picture of them trading 17 draft picks <laughs> and entire future for motherfucking Paul George? Layoff P, as I like to call him, because he gave you <laughs> nothing in the playoffs. Okay, my man LeBron still doing it, still king, still He's dunking still on these dumb boys. Okay, how many? How many? Uh, listen to this blasphemy. How many MVP votes did LeBron get? James get? What kind of blasphemous right. shit was that? 16, 16, 16 first, first place votes. What kind of blasphemy is that? And meanwhile, everybody home. Okay. Yeah. I don't even think they should have MVP voting until you make it to the third round. I've game. always thought that. Then no MVP voting until we're yeah. deep into the playoffs. No ass wasn't that important. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, LeBron is the MVP of the league. Okay. Ain't yeah. nobody watching these games if he ain't out there. <laughs> Try to play me, boy. No, Kawhi is better, though. Uh. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, who gave you exactly nothing in that last <laughs> game. He's so lucky, Paul George. Sorry. Because <laughs> if that would have been LeBron, if that would have been LeBron, it would have we'd still be talking about, damn, the King only had 14 points in the elimination game. Yep. No was, points in the fourth, right? Something right. Like no point. We, we would have been frying his ass. Yeah, but, but he's like, he's like a robot, though, Ron. He plays. He's a robot. And... Right. And people, the, one of the critiques of that game was that the Clippers looked tired. How can you look tired when you're a championship team? You can't be tired. Oh, come on, bro. Not to mention, this motherfucker don't play, but like, he, you know what killed Kawhi? Having to play basketball. 
that's the that's his biggest weakness. Having to actually get out there. LeBron James is 78 years old and he is still dunking on these young boys playing every game. Okay. Yep. Didn't he didn't he just take the young boy in the other night and shut him down? In shut the, in him the down corner? in the fourth. Jamal Murray he was took playing the like motherfucking he was playing like Lil Bow Wow and like Mike that game. <laughs> Them shots he was hitting, you see, he was spinning and pirouetting and shit, just throwing it up there. LeBron said, "Give me the young boy," and yeah, he cut all that boy. shit down. <laughs> Kawhi is boy. home, okay? These same <laughs> niggas sent him home. The biggest picture of my fucking joking is him as a twelve year old with no shirt on, looking like <laughs> looking like Cherokee Parks. This motherfucker, this motherfucker sent your boys home. Okay, that's the greatest. Is this a hey, Kawhi could have been part of this? He could have came to L.A. LeBron is a magnanimous motherfucker. He was like, look, bro, we don't need to be beefing. Let's link up like they did with the Warriors. Come get you these championships, bro. Matter of fact, I'll play the back. You be MVP. It's not even. It's not an ego thing to me. Anthony Davis want to get 40 i don't care i just want the w at this point i'm chasing legacy okay i'm trying to catch up to, Le- to, to jordan i'm trying to catch up to kobe I, it's not about seasons for me anymore it's about legacy and Kawhi said nah i'm good i'm gonna just ride this so paul george wait <laughs> i'm gonna ride i'm gonna ride motherfucking uh your man going to magic city and getting lemon pepper wet but it's jumping Williams never dry in the motherfucking playoffs. I'ma ride that out. Nah, I, we good over here, homie. You right, you damn right. This is gonna make me and Don feel away. Vindicated. We yep. feel great right now. Appreciate you. Oh, this is the greatest email of all time. You don't you don't want your wings to be more wet than your jumper. Right. right. <laughs> His jumper had the dry rub on it. The wings had the wet sauce. Oh man. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> that motherfucking he's ashy great, ass. but he's great. He's great. <laughs> yeah, ashy ass. Uh, what's the one that be playing hard defense? That sorry as shit. Uh, that, that, that nigga, he, he was talking shit. One, two, three, Cancun. Talking shit to Dame Lillard. Go, oh, yeah. Go. What's See, Patrick, Patrick Beverly. Beverly, right? I got an image, image of Kawhi sitting on the couch just holding the MVP trophy. Just holding the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> just holding the trophy and, got, and watching the and watching the games. Just holding the trophy and watching these the games. Niggas ain't got they gonna get Doc River fired. The wokest coach in the league. Black man crying for them Black Lives Matter. Y'all about to get my black man fired, dog. Y'all dirty as hell for that. If Kawhi needs to take the easy way out occasionally, at least, you know, like he got a new balance shoe deal. Like everything is hard for him. Everything is like they've never made basketball shoes. He's a he's their test case. And nobody <laughs> is rocking them. No. You ain't never been to no event and been like, oh shit, niggas in the qualities. Yeah, yeah. Like they say, <laughs> oh, them new new balances is out. <laughs> yeah. Gotta gotta pick up some gotta pick up a new pair of balances. You ever you ever <laughs> been MBs, in, get them MBs, you go get these MBs. You ever been in foot locker waiting in line for the Kawhi Leonard new balances to drop? <laughs> you ever had that problem? Yeah, yeah, they're right there next to the next to the uh the underarm, the Steph Curry underarmor. Stay right there next to him on the shelf. Look right <laughs> there. You don't, right there, gotta go to, you don't got to go to stock X to get done. Okay. No. You just go right to champs with new balance. You go into the outlet store. It's just like the regular store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all discontinued. You can go right to the fucking whatever black mall is in your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get the motherfuckers discounted. Okay. Fuck out here. here. You see my former mills here. That's what's going to be it. <laughs> <laughs> 
What uh, else we got? We got another email in? Yeah, we got another one. Uh, this one Hopefully is. Hopefully, this next one will ride. We'll get Rod Russ Rod. <laughs> I'm sweating. That was so good. Maybe the next one will say it will have the word unobtainium in it, and then we can really get going. <laughs> oh, man. I don't love nothing more. Unobtainium, just like Kawhi's uh, new championship. Unobtainium. <laughs> like, I don't know what's better, sex or being right about sports. He, he's both of them. <laughs> Right up there, man. I think unobtainium, unobtainium is the what Paul George same, calls uh, playoff wins. <laughs> That's what he calls playoff unobtainium. <laughs> the sounds are the same. Being right and being right about sports and sex. Those are the, the sounds are saying, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, of course. So, uh, oh, uh, Kobe. He said, what? <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> well, now we got uh, two ways to run Aisha out of the chat. So, <laughs> All right, Aisha. So, uh, this one is is entitled last week's podcast It's from September 5th. So it's a couple of weeks back okay. from Mark. Good morning. I watched last week's episode where Chris Rod and Mike B were on a lot of great information. Something Rod said caught me off guard. His theory that I hope I restate correctly was that Stephen A. Smith does what he does for business reasons rather than any true position. In other words, it's all about keeping the audience tuned in to make money. I had to really think about that for a while now. I've been thinking that some combination of the money, the recognition and his advancing age made him a likely candidate for black conservatism, not the Ben Carson kind, but the pull your pants up, dress for the job you want. Don't say too much around whites respectability that many men get when they get reach a certain age or if they were born before a particular year. I say that because I don't know if newer generations of young men will also become like that as they reach whatever age that is. I was inclined to agree with Mike's point that maybe Smith adopted such a position following the high-profile exit of Jamel Hill and the stick-to-sports mantra that is now choking ESPN. It would make a lot of sense were it not for the fact that he is always all over the place with his opinions. Every other video in my YouTube feed is Stephen A. reacts to something. But he can say one thing Monday and the opposite by Thursday. But I guess those videos get views. Mostly, Smith seems to be playing to the crowd. It's always way too much of whatever he's supposed to be feeling, like he knows what the audience came to see. This is similar to JL from a few weeks ago, where he didn't want to go along to get along and making the most of his newfound popularity. Looking at the mugging caricature that post-money Stephen A. Smith appears to be, I get why JL may have complicated feelings about that Trump impression. Hopefully, JL can find a way to pivot everyone toward his stand-up, but all the Stephen A's and Steve Harvey's all seem to give similar advice. I got to give the people what they want mentality, but everyone can't be that. For example, ESPN also hires Howard Bryan and Bamani Jones. Perhaps JL can also reach heights without any one-trick pony label, which would be so inappropriate for him. Again, great episode. Uh, hold on, someone's on screen accidentally. Great episode. Got to throw credit to Randolph. He's really becoming great at facilitating these large sessions. Plus, Andy has his own Max Kellerman thing happening, bringing him in his points with ease. Made that three plus hours go by almost quick. Thanks again. Okay. Thank so you. Thank you. I would have to. Well, Stephen has always kind of been that respectability. You know, kind of. He's always been that respectability politics thing, but. He has also always been the guy who can float between any type, which it, which is a part of respectability politics is just, oh, this shit's, this is, this is what we're talking about. So this is what I'm going with. You know, it's always, he's always kind of been that. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, um, he doesn't neatly fit into these boxes unless to me, you do look at it like it's about the ratings. Like it's right, just about right. what is going to go viral. And I, and I, you know, like I said, I don't say that to spare him. I say that to be like, it's kind of fucked up that, you know what I mean? You take some of these serious issues because 
um, you nearly never know which way he's gonna land, which is why people watch him live every day. If they Maybe knew, if you knew for a fact, with a like, like uh, uh, Ren, I brought up earlier, he doesn't watch Tucker Carlson because he knows what you know 100% how Tucker Carlson's gonna go. There's never a time when you're like, well, now he's gonna feel about Breonna Taylor. You already know. With yeah. Stephen A. Smith, sometimes he's uh, sounds like some Charles Barkley shit, and you're like, this nigga, what the fuck? Yeah. And then, and then other times he sounds like this. Right. He gives he gives like this this closing remarks. Yeah, let me play this. This he is gives about, this, you know about Breonna Taylor. Shut up and dribble. That is what LeBron James was told. It's what Jason Tatum was told. It's what Chris Paul and Jalen Brown and Jimmy Butler were told, along with the entire NBA. Multi-millionaire athletes, buffered by a multi-billion dollar league, dismissed as menial malcontents. In spite of their philanthropy, their community service, their tireless efforts, still, they were told to shut up. Thank God they didn't listen. Because in the aftermath of today's ruling, where only one officer, not three, was indicted by a grand jury on three counts of wanton endangerment, not murder, of Breonna Taylor. We don't need to wonder any longer why the NBA community has been joined by the likes of numerous NFL players like Jamal Adams, a tennis star like Naomi Osaka, a NASCAR star like Bubba Wallace, or even millions of Americans. Most folks already know. But what about the rest? Is it really necessary to remind everyone that Miss Taylor was a 26-year-old EMT worker? That the search warrant to her home wasn't for her, but for an ex-boyfriend who wasn't even there? Is it necessary to remind everyone that the charges handed down today were not with respect to the six bullets that actually struck and killed Breonna Taylor, but with respect to bullets that hit windows and walls and sheer air? Is that enough evidence to validate the cries that black lives matter? Do we get it now? Because when LeBron and CP3 and Jalen Brown and Malcolm Brogdon and all these NBA stars work diligently to bring attention to the plight of African-Americans in this country, these are the kind of things they were actually talking about. A police warrant. But there's no footage. No video. 194 days went by before any officers were charged. And when only one is charged, it's essentially for recklessness, having absolutely positively nothing to do with Breonna Taylor's death. So if you happen to watch the game tonight and you witness tears trickling down the face of one of these NBA players, take a moment to understand the tears they shed, the pain in their eyes are not just for themselves. It's for the lives everyone sees, but don't appear to care too much about. Assuming you ever mattered at all. OK, see, that's the kind of thing I would write, <laughs> right? That's exactly what the kind of thing I would write. I literally, that's exactly the kind of thing I would write. Right. So now by, by Thursday, who fucking knows? He might be saying the same shit. Charles Barkley says come Thursday. He might be agreeing with Charles Barkley. Right. It's I mean, like, uh, is like, I, that's how I have to, you got to enter the void with the Stephen A agendas. I just throw them out the window and go hell of an entertainer. Uh, yeah. Great rhetorical with all that type that's, of shit. But if you, if you told me to tell you where he would stand on any issue, right, bro, I couldn't tell you. That man, uh, what? Well, last time I was on here, was right. yelling at Max Kellerman like, "Don't be saying Brian Urlacher yeah. uh, is yeah. Fox yeah. News is an information silo." Like, the fuck are you talking about? Talking about? about? <laughs> the fuck are you talking? Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. 
that is literally as I was listening to him read, I was like, well, that's exactly that is literally exactly what I would write. That's exactly what I would say. And a week from but but a week from now, I'd still be going, well, I already said what the fuck I had to say. I don't know why you're asking me this. And he would be like, well, let me, you know, I've had since I've had a couple of days to think about it, you know. <laughs> just you never know. You just never what? sometimes he sticks with this kind of shit. And like he might feel this way about Brianna Taylor. Like one thing I noticed in that conversation, I he didn't bring up Kaepernick. Uh, and yeah, see, and that's what they call it Kaepernick. Because to a certain level, if you look at his argument, it's these people did it the right way, right? Yeah, and y'all right. still didn't listen because because you know what I'm saying? Like, because his belief is well, if you do it the right way, that's there's a right and wrong way to do it, and you know, we don't really believe that. We think all the ways, yeah, yeah. Uh, any way you do it is yeah. the right way, however you do it. If you're trying to help, you're trying to help, you're you doing know? it the right way, but right. so even then, I think for him it's a big slap in the face because he's like, These these dudes did what I told them to do, they played, they boycotted they organized they advocated and we still didn't get justice so you just never know with Stephen a man yeah man he's so, yeah. he's so good at that motherfucking talking boy he he the best <laughs> yeah man how you don't you don't you I, how you trust somebody like that you can't stand behind them you can't be like yeah, I, yeah, I don't know i don't know what the fuck you think man yeah, yeah lukewarm people the you know the type they're worse Oh, well, he, he, he makes some good points, but then afterwards you ask them about like what they actually believe, and it's not really the points that they just made either. Yeah, you <laughs> never fucking, yeah. never fucking. Never that know. was what was hot Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying like Wednesday might be a whole different angle. Yeah, yeah, like they the worst, man. I don't know. I've, I don't seen, know. I've actually seen videos. I don't know if you ever saw the videos where they have Stephen A. arguing against Stephen A. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> it's 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 it like that's when I really started to respect the. The work, the art, not the substance. Yeah, I was like, not oh, the substance. Yeah. Like, you can't never know when he's being real because he literally could be like LeBron James, worst play I ever seen in my life. Da da da. And then the next day, he's like LeBron James is the goat. Okay, Michael or, Jordan could never. How about this one? How about when he puts them both into the same soliloquy yeah. <laughs> at the same yeah. time? Listen, LeBron James is the greatest player of all time. However, <laughs> at this moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we talking talk about right now. We not talking about yesterday. We not talking about tomorrow. I wish I could do impressions just yeah. so I could do him. No, that, however, that was the perfect however. That's him like uh, it's him doing the Kawhi thing. He's like, I'm going to go. I'm going to increase the degree of difficulty yes. on this. I'm going to say I'm going to set myself up to tear myself down. That <laughs> is honestly my favorite thing is when they ask him something and he spends like the 30 second preamble of cushioning. Every, like he's about to crush the, what the other side, but he just cushions it. With the like, you know, I have a misrespect for LeBron James. Right. The greatest, most outspoken. I was talking to him on the phone right before we got on the edge of the So you know that is my man. Okay, Matt. That is my man. However, however, this was despicable. He is the worst player I've ever seen in the clutch. Honestly, I'd rather have Kawhi Leonard over him 10 times than I would take LeBron James once. Like, if he I'm, called me right now, I would hang up the phone. Right. The worst <laughs> motherfucker of all time. This one time, like, how could you do that, bro? Someone and should then do a when super you, cut of just I, him I saying however. however yeah, I'm sure and that's then out there. My favorite is that the person listening 
goes like, what you just said, he's the worst player of all time. He's all like, time? now see, nope, now see, Max, I knew you would do that. <laughs> I said, he's the yeah. greatest player of all time <laughs> up until yesterday. Yeah. So I gave the man his credit. Now don't try to take me out of that. Like, yeah. oh, he he says, I said, and then yeah. he repeats exactly what you just said to him. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, that's exactly what, <laughs> what? This is exactly what I, but you just, I'm just I saying. I said he's the worst player to ever play basketball in this era. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say anything about 1914. Okay. <laughs> like, like, he's 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 gonna do one soliloquy where he's just like duck season, rabbit yeah, season. Rabbit season. <laughs> duck, duck season. season. I see why that motherfucker. However, <laughs> rabbit, rabbit season. season. <laughs> see yeah, that but at this particular moment in time, duck, duck season. season. Okay. <laughs> so we're not talking you. about this moment. We're talking about <laughs> And you know what? Going that's forward, rabbit season. Black people, black people rock with have been rocking with Max Kellerman on the low for two reasons. One, to kind of stick it to Stephen A. when Stephen they say a, that. Yeah. But two is because Max has never wavered or deviated away from any of that. He's never deviated. It's never been a thing where he's kind of flipped off and, and gone the other way. He'll go out of his way to to say the, to say the shit. Max don't play, man. Yeah, I'm like, he white. He won them white allies that know not that like he don't say the n word in raps. You know what I'm saying? Like he just yeah. like, <laughs> like I just don't even fuck with that line, bro. I just <laughs> like Stephen A. You a black like I even like when Stephen A. say something ignorant and Max like counters it, but he even still respects that Stephen A. is a black man. Yeah. So he'll be like, "Now nah, I haven't lived your experience as a black man in America." <laughs> so I can't speak to that your interactions with the police and I can't say da 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 and then he'll be like but you did just say it's okay to kill black people for no reason and I disagree <laughs> and here's why I'm like man Max is so good man so, well Stephen A gotta understand for me it's privilege season so yeah. I can't <laughs> I can't fully speak to duck season or rabbit season <laughs> I love when they bring on another black person that's roasting Stephen A oh, and, yeah. Max, and Max finally get to be like <laughs> you, you want you want to go back and forth with Howard because I, I agree with everything you just said <laughs> you know what and it's funny I always go back to that Howard he didn't want to go back and forth with Howard he refused oh, he to go back and forth with Howard because he would if he would try Howard just like well um here's where <laughs> but what I'm trying yeah but that's not what happened and <laughs> Howard doesn't raise his voice either so it's yeah. just that very calm methodical breakdown Stephen A Stephen A, Stephen A, Steve, right? Stephen A, I just talked to Kaepernick on the phone on my way over here. Yeah, he I said. To, I talked to. Contract, not only I, have, I talked to him, I talked to people on his team. Right. I talked to his lawyer. Talk to the I NFL. Talked to, I, talk, yeah, I talked to. I talked to the girl who brought the towels out. To, I have just a copy to be of the sure. contract with me. Uh, as you can see on the back small print, it says, "Do this, fuck you." So just to be sure, all I, the facts. I, so I don't know. If the, I don't know what it is you want them to do. And then when he said, "Is it why is it why is it of importance to break him?" That mm -hmm. that shut Stephen A. right up. He said, "Seems to me it's more important for these people to break him than anything else. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important to break him?" Oh well, because he <laughs> he's because he's wearing that shirt. He's wearing <laughs> because he's he wearing that shirt that has that call, name on it. He didn't call me back. Okay, he didn't call me back. That's what it was gonna break down. <laughs> Why you don't love me, man? <laughs> Why you don't want me, man? That's when that's when Max yeah. got to get up and hug him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Max got to get I, up and I, hug him. Like, I, that's the only time I've ever felt, quote unquote, bad for Stephen A. Because you ever see a motherfucker that's just in denial and everyone else knows, like, bro, it's not even about what you're talking about. Yeah, it ain't about <laughs> it ain't right. about that. Like a, like a dude that, that his girl broke up with him or something and they yeah. tell you some bullshit and you're like, bro, yeah. I know you've just been crying. Like, yeah, it's okay. yeah. <laughs> And then, and then finally you hit him with the, you know what the hell you did. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the hell you did. You know what I'm saying? I'm just out here at the club tonight, man. We get bitches. We get bitches tonight. <laughs> we ain't worried about no motherfucking hoes. You like, bro, you need to go home to your wife and apologize. <laughs> Every, everybody in here knows you with your girl. Like, that, that was so bad. That week of TV was excruciating. But I watched it. <laughs> it was funny as shit, but that shit was excruciating. Yeah, that, that, that week gave me a lot of... Uh, Give me a lot of new insight into people. Let's just say it like that. Give me a lot of insight. <laughs> that man, that man was up there like, I ain't no cool. I be helping HBCUs. I guess he was. Oh, that ain't got nothing to do with anything. Like, Look bro, at the just cool. say, just say cabinet right. Just say it. It's okay right. if you say it. I promise you, we'll let it go. Cause it's, you say something crazy every day. So if you say the shit, people will let it go tomorrow. He just could not let it go. No, why? Why? Why would he? Or just flip. We've seen you do it. Yeah, flip. <laughs> just, just flip. flip. And you got uh, anything else? There's one more email. It's one that we didn't get to a few weeks ago. It's long. Uh, it's about Mount Vernon, uh, George Washington's home. So I'll see if I can maybe jump around a little bit. It's kind of long. Uh, he doesn't want his name in the email. He or she don't want their name in the email. Uh, this is pretty long. Feel free to edit as you see fit. Hello, Randolph, Andy, and Sock Puppet or Puppets. I'm a longtime freeloader and first-time commenter. I wanted to talk about the subject of visits to Mount Vernon. I used to work there in the archaeology department until I got laid off recently due to COVID-19. Please allow me to provide a little background on Mount Vernon. It's a privately owned nonprofit that receives no federal or state funding and relies on visitation fees and donations to operate. Pandemic shut down visitation, which in turn shut down my check. That's enough about me. I want to talk about the improvements that have been put in place since Randolph's visit 10 years ago and to make a plea for a return visit for Randolph uh, or first time visit for Andy or Sock Puppets. I went there about 30 years ago, probably, but I don't remember it. Uh, they have not yet done so. Randolph stated that the slave quarters were closed during his visit. That is no longer the case. There are two slave quarters located on the grounds that are in, interpreted uh, and readily accessible. One is the House for Families, a large brick structure located near the mansion. The other is a reconstructed slave quarter that is located in an area near the wharf. There's also a museum exhibit, Lives Bound Together, Slavery at George Washington's Mount Vernon, that won the Leadership in History Award by the American, American Association for State and Local History. But the most important monument is the enslaved Africans and African-Americans that lived, worked, and died at Mount Vernon is the cemetery that is located right next to George Washington's tomb. There are approximately 150 men, women, and children interred there. There are two monuments dedicated to their memory. One is from the 1920s with all the problematic language that comes from a monument dedicated to enslaved people written by white people in the 1920s. The other more prominent monument was dedicated in the 1990s and was de designed by Howard University architectural students. Furthermore, there's a flower laying on laying a memorial ceremony in the cemetery that is held every October that is attended by both descendants of the enslaved Africans and African-Americans of Mount Vernon and the general public. There's also an archaeological in investigation that is being conducted in the cemetery to identify the locations of all the grave shafts of all the people interred at the cemetery. Neither the grave shafts nor the people that are laid to rest in the grave shafts will be disturbed in any way. The goal is to, is to 
get an accurate account of how many people are laid to rest in the cemetery. Um, finally, the graves at this time are unmarked. However, four adult graves and one child's grave have been marked as part of uh, weather test and feedback from the public. If you choose to go, please go to the cemetery, make your observations, mm. take note of the location, and leave your feedback with guest services. The cemetery was and is very important part of Mount Vernon for me. It shows the humanity of the enslaved population like few other artifacts or structures are capable of conveying. It's literally stamped into the landscape. My former colleague put it best. He stated that it is more accurate to think of Mount Vernon or any plantation for that matter as a black neighborhood that was occupied and controlled by a white minority rather than to think about it as white space that, it, that had enslaved black people laboring on it. There were 317 black people that lived on the five farms of Mount Vernon spread over 5,000 acres as opposed to five Washington family members and 17 hired white workers. In other words, Mount Vernon was black AF in other words, in other other words, these are our spaces. I'm black, and we have the right to have a say in how our stories are told in these spaces. But the stories can only be improved upon if black people go to these places and observe how slavery is being interpreted. We need to give these places our feedback, both positive and negative, if we want these places to improve. There are people that work at these plantations, institutions that are ready and willing to do the work necessary to bring better, more accurate, and more humane stories about enslaved plantation communities to the public. I was one of them until very recently, and I would like to wager these institutions and the people who run them are a little more receptive to outside pressure in the current climate. Like Rod said from the Black Eye Tips, um, ask for everything now while they're shook because it won't last forever. Well, I'll get off my soapbox now and get back to this job hunt. Take care and stay safe. Signed, a former archaeology department employee of Mount Vernon. P.S. If you want to go and not pay, Mount Vernon has two free attendance days. I believe they're President's Day and George Washington's birthday. Mm. Okay, well, you know, interesting you should say that because I have been hearing about how a lot of these spaces now have revamped their um, curriculum that they talk about when people go. Because as you were saying, they were written by and who the who the fuck knows when, and now they're changing the way they're de they're delivering the information. So now they're giving the full the fuller accounting. Like I didn't even really think about. All right, brother, love you, man. I'll take care. That's me saying later to Mark, who's bouncing out of the chat room. Said he's got a date, so we gotta go get ready. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. stay COVID free on this date, please. <laughs> get do some push ups first to get pumped up. You know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you gotta gotta go iron out whatever medium he's wearing. Right. Uh, <laughs> Is is so if they're delivering the right information and stuff like that, then then I think that that's, you know, that's that's something that I that I'd be. You got me. She got me thinking now. Uh, take Ava over there and go check it out. You know, on a Sunday. Like I said, the last time we went, we went for the brunch. wasn't good, and the slave quarters was closed. So yeah, but that was over ten years ago. So, and we said that the flower laying memorial ceremony at the cemetery is held every October. Right. Uh, so maybe there's something coming that's up. That's coming. Soon. You yeah. know, so maybe I'll maybe we'll go over there. And then if the weather's nice, that's a good way to spend a Sunday. Go over there. And, as long as they're telling the truth. That's that's my big thing. It's like, you tell me the truth, you lying. You know, even now, I understand that people who were getting married on um, plantations now, that's kind of coming to a hole, coming to a stop. I don't yeah. understand what's going through your head to say, let's get married on a plantation. I really don't. But it's uh, to me it's 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 an abomination but okay 
<laughs> okay. I want some nice pictures. Well, good. Stand on that blood-soaked soil over there. We'll go ahead and take these pictures. They'll, they'll come out nice. <laughs> right there where the rape happened. Stand on top of Rape Central right there. That's the rape right. spot. Stand on top of that. If you look really closely in the back of the in the back of the picture, you can see them. Yeah. I'll take a photo. Wishing for your divorce. I didn't even think about those numbers over 300 enslaved people and five five white folks standing around. You know. Right. And, and hey, I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I get what they're saying uh, about like you want to change the narrative and show like they were their spaces that they were allowed to have. It wasn't that, space, that, though. That, I, I understand that's that what they're saying, but at the same time, when like, I heard that, I was like, that's a very long-winded way of saying this is just a very pretty prison. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a very long-winded way of saying that. Like black spaces that white people allow them to have while they force them to work, prison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so right. you know, this I think I like the idea of honoring their lives. I like that idea too. And uh, and then remembering their deaths um, because it makes it real uh, here in the South. Uh, we had North Carolina, <laughs> South Carolina border. We have uh, the James K. Polk, who was the president of the United States. We have this like memorial site for him and the kids all take vacation, not vacation trips out there every summer or whatever. And then they walk you around the James K. Polk house and shit. And honestly, man, it bothered me. I went twice and the first time they didn't talk about slavery and I'm a kid, but my parents were very much on like, you going to learn motherfucking real history. So I was like one of the only kids like, but this, uh, this ain't y'all don't feel like this missing something. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're like, and here is the uh, quarters where they made hotcakes. I'm like, who made hotcakes? Well, who made the hotcakes? Yeah, like I don't think it was these white women y'all have dressed in colonial dress making hotcakes. I've got a feeling. Um, and so then the next time I went, which was years later, they were doing more talking about slavery and they had like a black woman talk about uh, the slaves and the slave quarters and shit. I like that better. Like I know a yeah. lot of black people feel like we should, I don't know, like a reminder of slavery is always a, I don't know, so like a bad thing, but I don't think it's a bad thing, man. I think it's yeah. bad that we don't know about it. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. You know what I mean? I don't agree with the... Um, These are the links that he put in the email, by the way. It's a couple of links about... Yeah. See, see, this is the kind of stuff I want to know about right here. This is what I want to know. <laughs> like, this is better to me than going on whatever the slides or the, whatever that shit is. Like, this is better to me. Yeah, this is the kind of shit I need to know about. All this shit right here. This is what I want to know about. This is the other link. Lives Bound Together. Slavery at George Washington's Mount Vernon. Special exhibit showing. I guess they have various events. Yeah, this is good. I went to Charleston and we did a tour. And uh, we take the tour every time we go to Charleston because they talk about slavery. And I'll be on that motherfucking horse carriage like, "Mm mm-hmm, go ahead. (laughs) What about over there? What about over there? Because now I know some of the spots. I'm like, remember the prison? Hold up, hold up. He forgot this one. So they're actually doing uh, the lives of slave people and stuff like that, like Sambo Anderson, William Lee, Ona Judge. So they're doing the names and stuff like that. Ah, there's the quarters. Good. That's what I'm talking about right here. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, around here, there are, I mean, lots of former plantations or just places where there were slave quarters. I remember... I don't know where it was, but someplace when I was a kid where they just like pointed, oh, over there is the slave quarters. You like kind of get a quick glance. Yeah, right. I don't like that. Take me. See, over. that's the kind of shit I don't like. Let's yeah. go over there. Let's let's walk yeah. around. Let's see it. 
you know? Yeah. I think when I went to Mount Vernon, when I was a teenager, it was maybe like that too. I don't remember really digging into the slave quarters. I think it might've just been like, Oh yeah. The slave quarters. And then the house, let's go to the house. Let's go to the house. That's how it was. The first time we went to the James K. Pope, it was, Oh yeah, and the service there was over there, and uh, hot cakes through here. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, every time I see George Washington now, I think this motherfucker had the teeth of his slaves in his mouth. Right. And history right. lied and said the teeth were wooden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, right. yeah, I, I, I've been I've been uh, reading audiobook um, the people's history of the U.S. lately, and that has a whole version of George Washington that is like completely different than everything I've learned in every any book ever you know the only time I've heard anything different about George Washington was the small smidgen I got when I was in school in Jamaica like the summer school with my grandmother and because she, she was she she was a teacher mm-hmm. so you know she put me in school and there was like small stories about how like just George Washington just being just a regular old angry dude <laughs> just a regular old angry inefficient like the whole reason why that you know the founding fathers even revolted was because europe was going to abolish slavery they were in the process of doing that right and word was getting late to everywhere else like jamaica and uh, caribbean other colonies but word was getting around that they were trying to end they were they were ready to abolish it hey man don't you know the 1619 project is a lie romaine Hey man, we need, we need a 1776 project. That little thing you just said about that's not true, Romaine. Mm-hmm. It makes white children feel yeah. bad. And they also like, and the British also had to deal with the uh, with the natives that lived on the land that they wouldn't couldn't go expand further westward. Mm-hmm. And this is the memorial, by the way, from 1929 um, so. that he's mentioned in the email. The the wording um, in memory of the many faithful colored servants of the Washington family. <laughs> Buried at Mount Vernon from 1760 to 1860. Yeah, no, we ain't changing that shit. Leave that shit out there. Unidentified <laughs> graves surrounding this spot. Not changing that. I know somebody has said it too. Somebody white, somebody white. Probably is, we should probably change this. Uh, <laughs> we ain't changing this. Uh, Leave I, shit out I, there. I be wanting to go on the slave tours with the white people so I could, because I love just hearing their hearts break. Uh, <laughs> Cause you know the fucking people that do it for a living, like they have gotten over white tears so long ago, cause they do the job <laughs> every day. So the white people are always like, "Well, what about, what about the happy slaves?" And <laughs> like they were fucking slaves, lady, wake yeah, up, <laughs> right? It's <laughs> <laughs> the best. <laughs> happy, <laughs> name me, name me a happy slave that you know, <laughs> right? Uh, Is that, well, Aunt Jemima, um, Uncle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Famous Amos. Yeah, like, they hate they hated all of you. You know Willie down at the job, the, the janitor Willie, he can't stand your ass. <laughs> he can't about, stand your ass. What about the happy, the happy slaves though? Yeah. <laughs> well, who wrote their history? Dude, I mean George yeah. Washington almost almost lost the US to France. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's a here's like a monument was- to the the faithful servants whose graves we didn't even mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna say a two minute a name. Two minute and too many. It's like an Oscars acceptance speech. Okay, if I didn't, yeah, my heart. Don't blame my brain. Blame my heart. I blame my brain, not my heart. I, 
I can. Uh, sorry if we forgot any of you. Um, we're gonna figure it out. That'd be great. That'd be great <laughs> if, there, if, if, if there was a band playing them off. This is all the white people. I couldn't stand during this time. <laughs> they thought, yeah, okay, man, the next guy gonna go. <laughs> also, a white slave owner not mentioning you is real fucked up because they named you. You know what I'm right. <laughs> like? You left my name out, the name you gave me. That's not even right. my real name. Ah. <laughs> yeah, man. I had the nerve to say that they were, you had the nerve to say they were like, Servants. How could it? How could it be? No, he was saying you pay that. servants, right? Faithful, <laughs> you pay servants, faithful George servants. Uh, I read, Depending I read on this. how much money you pay them, buys their faithfulness, <laughs> right? I, I read this book, uh, "Out of the House of Bondage" by Thyvolia Glimp. Uh, I recommend it to everybody. It's the fucking. It's honestly, dog. I've read so many good books, but I, I think that's the best one I ever read. And it's white women. Uh, that and and their role in owning black women in the south, black people. Yeah, I saw you talk about that book. Yeah, the best book. The and it, you have to Does get it. Make it you mad? For, Does it make you mad? I don't. I mean, obviously, it always all the shit yeah. is fucked up, but it makes me laugh because <clears throat> the disconnect of whites because they have the white women's journals. Okay, so okay, they have right. the white women's journal <laughs> entries, and what they think about the slaves, and what the th- slaves think. <laughs> totally different and my favorite is when uh the slaves got emancipated because uh you know the south was coming down and you know uh by the time like sherman and grant was you know they was coming through they would just be like it's not that we like black people or nothing we just fucking hate these slave owners so y'all free okay and so the rumors would get through the town like uh, you know, the grant coming, you know, say, hey, hey, you know, they freed the people down the plantation down the street. So it's about to be our turn next. Boy, them white people would know that before the slaves. But then they would get paranoid that the slaves would find out they was free. Boy, them journal entries changed, boy. <laughs> them journal they was like, you know, uh, uh, Auntie Mammy, she used to be so nice. But now I catch her looking at me in the dark, and I just don't know if we should sleep. We moved everything into the bedroom and sealed it up. We, <laughs> like, she, she's got her own entry. She's like, what happened to the happy slaves? Yeah. <laughs> boy, if that shit don't demystify that, that fucking they love being slave shit, boy, them black people got a whiff of freedom and was like, I'll cut a nigga throat tonight if y'all don't let me go. Look, I'm not saying I'm cutting anybody's throats. I'm, I'm not saying I'm cutting, but I'm cutting. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'm just but, saying but, it would be better for both of us if I wasn't here tonight. <laughs> but, but states' rights... Right, the states, yeah. states' rights, right? Oh, but the state, but the state rights was saying that they could, uh, they were also free. So you know, right? Ah, uh, oh, them white women, <laughs> boy. Oh, and they would, they would downplay brutality and shit. They, yes. oh, I my hit, God. you know, today the slaves was not working as hard as I thought. I had to hit Thomasina with an iron comb. And then, it, but then, like a paragraph later, you know, I always treat them fair. I, always, <laughs> I only beat them when I only beat them on Tuesdays. But like the these are some savage, evil motherfuckers. Yo, you, yo. you had the nerve to defend them. Yeah, and then not, don't don't forget them. Then you had another hundred some odd years of of more Jim Crow evilness. That same evilness. Yep. And Bruh, now it's supposed it's, to now it's just supposed to be gone, right? Just supposed to be gone. It's a part, it's a part where you know during Reconstruction, eight people, uh, you know, slaves got freed them eight years. Yeah. And white people that depended on slavery, some of them was destitute, like broke, broke. You know what I'm saying? Like the wife had to sell off all of her finery. I guess it was buying them dresses. 
the slaves. <laughs> the former slaves freed women was buying these fancy white women dresses and out gallivanting in the street and them white women journals was hot. They was reading them <laughs> slaves fulfilled, boy. They yeah, have the yeah. nerve to walk around in my finery. And then she said she wouldn't sell the dress back when I got the money. I said she used to sew my dresses. Now I'm sewing hers. Oh, boy, it was the best. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah like, like, what, what, what do you think was going to happen when you just gave a bunch of people all these skills? Not even gave a bunch of people all these skills. They came, some of them came with these skills. Right, right. They came with these skills. You exploit them skills. Now they're like, "Oh, I can afford now to buy your dress." You know why? Because I can work at the factory. Yeah, and your ass can just sell me your dress at half price. Well, <laughs> and, then, and then you get the journal entry that's basically like, "They're the real racists." <laughs> <laughs> it really was, dog. Like, and, and I can like, fix the dress myself. <laughs> I, 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 I like to read the excerpts in the Southern Bell voice on our show sometimes. <laughs> You know, it's like, and Trixie came back and she was talking all kinds of thoughts of sedition. And I told her, don't make me call Eli down here. She said, Eli doesn't own me. Well, I never thought she would have the audacity after all the years of beating her with combs and spoons and shit. Yep. So, oh, God. Well, they never talk about, I oftentimes think, and they never talk about, they always talk about what slavery did to black people. They never talk about what slavery did to the white enslaver. They never talk about what it did to them, you know, how it crippled them. <laughs> you know, they, they do. How it crippled them. They never but they, talk but, about But they say in that, like, small way when they go, um, when you have conversations with their with their ancestors later on, which is like, you know, my family had so much, so much what dot dot dot. They yeah. never answer what that is. <laughs> what you have? We lost so much. What you lose? Some, what, what somehow you in the late 1800s, we lost our family fortune. Yeah. Oh, you lost your family what? fortune? If you didn't well, spend, you spent all the time reading your books and doing some math with beating slaves, maybe you right. know some shit. What was it? Uh, what was your fortune invested in? <laughs> what was your fortune built on? Yeah, right. Interesting, interesting time. Yeah, let's take race out of the equation. If you had, if you diversified your fucking portfolio in the first yeah. place, you protect just your, your goddamn your neck. <laughs> protect your neck. You gotta protect your neck. They used to have. They used to have the people come back that were as free people, and they'd be like, "Well, listen, I already used to do all this work for you. You clearly can't do the work yourself. So just pay me, and I'll do the work." And they would end up quitting because the white people would either want to pay them a little bit or want them to work overtime because they were so used to just relying on a worker, right. like a worker that can't leave, yeah. which is a slave. Mm-hmm. So that shit was so, man, that book is so good. Like, oh, you clocking out already? Oh, it's, <laughs> right. that's eight hours? Oh, it's my still, goodness. There's still uh, some dishes that ain't done, right? You should probably dishes. get a towel <laughs> and do your fucking dishes because yeah, yeah. I'm going to my house now because I'm not a slave. Right, like that, like you, like you can go do the dishes. Like you hired me to put up a fence. Uh, <laughs> little dishes got to do with fences, but you probably should get somebody to do them. They really <laughs> would do that, Romaine. They really would be like, so you really not gonna just do the dishes? It's like I did. I washed the clothes. That's what yeah, I, that's like, no. Like, you hired me to wash clothes. You didn't hire me. Yeah, you like, pay like, more. I'll do it if you pay me some more money. Right. Yeah. They right, like. Right. Well, I never. She is so uppity now. <laughs> <laughs> and, am I okay? Am I right? You know, am I? And then they and then they and then they started hanging people and reinstituted Jim Crow. Yeah. Right. Like I'm. I'm personally not surprised at it. Right. Because like the way, like I said, the way they would teach slavery in Jamaica, it wasn't 
the way it was taught here, where it is not only the happy slaves, even when they teach like the, the atrocities, mm-hmm. they stop at a point. Like it's it's like when you describe a fight, but the fight is so brutal, you go, I'ma just tell this part. Cause I don't know if they can handle the part where he smashed his niggas head into the whole concrete and it was flattened his nose off. But this part you just like I can't even. Those are the parts they tell outside of here. Mm. You go to school I mean, anywhere yeah. else outside of the country, you're like, you know, they they were sending fingers back and shit, like the the, the right. postcards and whatnot. And the thing is, America keeps those records themselves yeah. too. Mm-hmm. They're just not taught. The, the Library of Congress got every single pamphlet, got every single picture, postcard, yep. song everything in there and it's free to go and search for and look at so there's our, no our point for no one to know nothing when when have you ever known white people not to keep track of property right well exactly. that's the whole that's the whole thing about the system of capitalism and stuff like that a right. lot of the developments and stuff they're all based on slavery yeah ledgers log books uh, mm-hmm. property manifest manifest right. stuff like that it all right. came from a need of having to catalog and, and know all these slaves yeah i'll take all, I'll the, take all the systems further. of capitalism are built around slavery in this right. country but hey capitalism is great right. yeah and, and, and i'll take uh, and i'll take you one further is that because it's all over who you know it's property and you keep in ledgers how how do we treat property even now if you think about chickens and the like, like we know where our food comes from, but we're people like, there's an ethical way to have your food. Yes, there is. We got farms and all that, but there is the way that we have it that's mass produced. Right. Slavery was mass produced. Mm-hmm. It was a mass produced system. Mm-hmm. So, and, and what's, what's wild, you can make an argument. They had a better reason to treat their property good than they have to treat black people now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and still didn't. And still that's where didn't. that argument comes from when they try to do the like, well, what about the good slave owners? You mean like you're good to wash your car every week? Because that's <laughs> a different type of good to me. That's not necessarily a good part. That's a good owner of a thing. But right. now that they're like, but now we don't have to take care of you. So if the police kill you, fuck you. Like at that yeah. at that time, they're like, well, if the police kill you, who gonna pay for my slave? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. The good right. slave owner is not is not a selfless act. It's a selfish act. Right. 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 Be a nice um, slave right. owner. Right. Yeah. I just those, finished those the warmth. Stories. I finished the warmth of other suns. Speaking mm. of the years after, I just finished that. Yeah. Everybody was right. It's one of the greatest books I've ever yeah, read. Oh I'll be reading. Are you reading it right now, Rod? Finished okay, it. Wait, 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 wait. You wait, finished wait, it. Wait, yeah. Wait, let, okay. let me write that down. What's that? The warmth of other suns. Warmth. Yeah. Damn, Rod, you read fucking fast, dog. Tell no, no, no. I, I read. No, I haven't read Cast yet. I think that's what you okay. Think. I read okay. The Warmth of Other Suns. I think last year. Yeah, so I read The Warmth of Other Suns, and then Cast. I've, I've finished it on tape, mm. listening to it on tape. So How I'll long is it on tape? Oh, like thirteen hours. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's long. Me, read. Yeah. yeah, it's long. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, should, uh, I, I would listen to it as I was running, you know, on mm. long runs and stuff like that, and. uh I yeah. just kind of finished that. Uh, it's, it's great. Yeah. It has a lot. Like I said, it gave me a really good vocabulary. Gave me a lot of good things to think about. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it again because it's not like a book where I can just pick it up and go right to the chip section and read it. I got to go back and listen. And um, Two great books. She's a great writer. Yeah, Isabel's a beast. Isabel Wilkinson, she's a great writer. That Warmth Above the Suns is amazing. And, the way uh, she pieced them narratives together to right, get you complete right, stories and then still right. chipped in like and the end gives you something to think about between like the three the three main mm-hmm. characters it was like you know Robert Pershing the doctor mm-hmm. on paper the most successful but was he successful right 
or was or was the girl what was her name uh, adam adam the woman mm-hmm. who had left and went to chicago mm-hmm. she was the one who she owned her own place she kept she kept who she was and also adapted into this new world she was very successful with her family she died the most comfortable mm-hmm. you know in her sleep so i'm like well yeah on paper he was because he made a lot of money Mm-hmm. But he was never free, never satisfied, never. Or his personal life was in shambles. Shambles because of the weight he carried from this. Yeah. And she was able to reconcile it. Mm-hmm. You know. And George was kind of in the middle. The guy who went to went to New York. Yeah. He was in the middle. Yeah. You know. But each of them this was, was touched. This shit where his son was messed up and right, right. all that stuff, man. Like right. At a wow, right. it's crazy. Great book. Right, right. It also lends you something to the the person who had the highest education had the most material success, but the least personal success, the person who had the least amount of education had the most personal success mm-hmm. in the end, you know, yeah. the most personal satisfaction out of life in the end. And the one who was in the middle had the middle amount mm-hmm. <laughs> and the middle amount. He had just enough success to keep getting himself fucked up, but not enough to push himself a little bit further. I was, I would think something along those lines. Yeah. I love that part about Pershing where, uh, He's a doctor and he, in his mind, he thinks I'm going to go to California, be a doctor. Racism won't be as big a hindrance. Yeah. Yeah. And, and his first customers uh, that were black, the wife was like, I refuse to have a Negro doctor. I right. moved out here for access to whiteness. White people. And, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't want this. He still ends up becoming a beloved figure right. in the community. But right. man, like the head trip that that shit had to be. Right. And he he would have had he would have had a lot of success in the South. He was plugged into the black aristocracy. So he would have had a lot of success in the South, but he still would have been living underneath the vestiges of Jim Crow and he couldn't deal but with it. The thing with the South for him was like, can I even be a doctor? Right. Like right. Like, like the the question between he could the- be, but he couldn't be the doctor he wanted to be. Right. He couldn't right, be a right. surgeon. He couldn't be. Right. He couldn't be the doctor he wanted to be. Yeah, you can be a doctor. He said, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be limited by my surroundings when I know I can be more. Because white people in down there were on some like, I mean, you can do some doctoring, but you be goddamn, we respect you or right. provide you materials or be your patients or any of that shit. Right. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, just she she did that, man. She made it. Yeah, it's a great book. Where we at, Andy? Uh, well, we are about hour twenty or so. Let's talk about this real quick and then wrap up. Did you guys see that they've uh they closed down uh, Chappelle's summer camp? <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris sent it. Chris sent it to us. I'm gonna pull up the article. Yeah. Uh, uh, side note: Abram Kendi is trending on Twitter because. Uh, he said some things about Trump's Supreme Court pick, and now people like Tom well, Cotton. Tom Cotton is dunking on Abram Kennedy. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Really? I just saw the trending topic. All right, I'm going to pull up this article. Not on screen. I just have it in front of me. Tom Cotton. Also, I guess we're not going to get to talk about Tory Lanez. But, um, you can say they ain't going nowhere. Anyway, Yellow Springs, Ohio. The remainder of Dave Chappelle's shows at wearing... Weirig Pavilion have been canceled. There were six more shows scheduled, including one Friday night. A statement from Chappelle's wife, Elaine, in a closed Facebook group says the shows are ending a week earlier than planned. 
we take COVID-19 very seriously, and there have been no reported cases among patrons or crew, the post reads. However, due to a possible exposure within our inner circle and out of an abundance of caution, we have elected to cancel the remaining six shows. The post says all tickets were automatically refunded. Terry Wayne drove 16 hours from West Palm Beach, Florida to see Chappelle's show. You know, hundreds of dollars worth of gas and hotel rooms and, well, what can you do? You got to be responsible. If something happens, you just have to suck it up, I guess, Wayne said. Jeff Jones made the trip from Kent, Ohio as a birthday gift for his girlfriend. To drive here three hours, we found out three hours before the show that it was canceled. It's very disappointing, but I understand total, totally safety is the number one concern. Uh, both said that while it's disappointing, they understand why it had to happen. Now we're just going to try to enjoy Yellow Springs and whatever it has to offer, Wayne said. We decided to hang out, have dinner, and just have drinks and try to make it the best we could. Um, Miami Township Zoning Board in August approved Chappelle's use of the pavilion for a series of comedy shows. Crowd sizes were limited and social distancing guidelines were followed. Uh, so basically, it looks like when they say exposure, maybe someone was near someone else who tested positive and then thus they've been possibly exposed. It could be like what happened in um, Virginia governor Northam. Uh, Northam had uh, someone in his living, like uh, people that work in his house, someone got it. Yeah. And so that's what they, they were like, we tested positive. So it could, I mean, it could be that it could have nothing to do with the shows. Yeah. It um, could be a comic flew in, but the comic, two days ago hung out with somebody who turned out to test positive later. And now it's like, well, I was near a positive test person. So that's the abundance of caution thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, I mean, it just goes to show that even when you're using that much caution, it's very hard. I mean, they've been doing shows all summer, so it's very hard to keep that going long-term. I guess they were only going to do probably more a week more worth of shows and probably pack it in because the weather's about to change anyway. Mm -hmm. But no matter how cautious you are, you can't, you know, you can't control it. So, yeah. you know. oh, I see. I see what this is. It's Irim Kendi. I'm looking at it now. Someone drove 16 hours to see Chappelle's show. I had, yeah, that's, I mean, that's crazy. He's just talking about the fact that of white people adopting children. I guess this Supreme Court justice. There are people are saying that she has two adopted kids, but it turns out it's her sister, I think, who has adopted black kids. And he's saying some white colonizers adopted black children. They civilized these savage children in superior ways of white people while using them as props in their lifelong pictures of denial while cutting the biological parents of these children out of the pictures of humanity. Whether this is buried or not is not the point. It is a belief too many white people have. If they have a have or adopt a child of color, then they can't be racist. I'm challenging the idea that white parents of kids of color are inherently not racist, and the bots completely change what I'm saying to white parents of kids of color are inherently racist. These live, these live and fake bots are good at their propaganda. Let's not argue with them. He's right, by the way. <laughs> he's 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 right. He knows more about this than you. He knows more about this than Tom Cotton. So fuck Tom Cotton. I like yeah, I guess family. yeah. Her sister and brother-in-law are the ones with the adopted uh, black kids. Does that right. mean that they don't <laughs> got the shade? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Does that mean that her sister and brother-in-law don't don't partake in anti-blackness or can't actually take an anti-blackness? That's stupid. Well, yeah, but they, yeah, was someone making that point? Was someone saying she can't be racist because dot dot dot? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
Absolutely, uh, they were. That's why they showed the picture. Because why what, they showed the picture. What Abram Kendi, the tweet that he replied to, has now been deleted. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I, I was listen, uh, Andy. Uh, let me take this question. Um, <laughs> I don't need the tweet evidence. I guarantee you that's what you said. Right. I can't fucking tell you. Yeah. Right. It's all fun and games until this tweet can't be recovered. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they know what they do, bro. That like so, I guarantee fucking see you somebody's how can you call her a racist? She has two black children, and right. you would say, like, yeah, that, that don't mean so now they're trying to say here it is hey, anti-racism professor Ibn Kendi bashes whites who adopt black children. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't. Jonathan Chait uh defended him. <laughs> what him. did he say? Uh that is not racist. Um, hold on, I can pull it back up. But it's not racist. Yeah, I was looking at an article just now. Like Jonathan Chait, like I mean, look, Chait clearly was out of his depth fucking with coats. Yeah, yeah. It didn't go good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're the first to notice that. But, uh, <laughs> it didn't go good. <laughs> yeah, he did. He said that the tweet was being intentionally mischaracterized. Oh, I see her tweet now. The deleted tweet. Okay, it's a picture of her. It's a screenshot of her and her husband, I guess, and two little black kids, like young. And she says, with two adopted children from Haiti, it is going to be interesting to watch the Democrats try to smear Amy Coney Barrett as racist. I'm just saying, dog. Just saying. We didn't need to know it. We knew that. She shoots, she scores. You knew that shit was coming. You knew that. I'm black and I be knowing. Okay. (laughs) You know who you know who knew without needing to see the tweet? Randolph, <laughs> Romaine, <laughs> me, Ibram Kennedy, Ibram Kennedy, like these these motherfuckers, boy. They so they love to throw them black children up there. It's, and then, you know what I think of when I think of this shit is that black kid that was crying, hugging the cops, and yep. they shared that right. fucking picture. And then he was adopted by two white that's, women. That that's in cast. Clear. That's in cast. That whole yeah. thing is in cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they forced him to take that picture with a cop, and it turned into propaganda, right? right? Yeah, well, it was exactly used for that, man. Yeah. And then, and then of course, killed him six months later. It was an abusive oh, situation. Yeah, it says yeah. Jonathan Chait quote tweeted said the tweet this this tweet is being misconstrued. One original claim by Jenneth Beth Martin, a- ACB's interracial adoptive adopting proves she isn't racist. Two. Kendi replies, no, sometimes racists adopt black children. And three, Kendi's critics, he's saying ACB is racist because she adopted black children. This is a basic logic error by Kendi's critics. He is simply denying the syllogism. I hope I said that right. That is, if you adopt a black child, then B, A, if you adopt a black child, then B, you cannot be racist. This is not the same as calling her racist. And, of course, the white people did not. Oh, are you saying she's racist? Yeah. Cause that's the worst thing you could possibly accuse of. How dare you? Right. Yeah, this is the tweet on the screen. The the one that he originally replied to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they took they took the tweet down though, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it was I it was probably turning into a circus for them. But you know, you're putting up a picture of your children, which a lot of people choose not to do in in volatile situations. Uh, but it sort of speaks to the idea that you're using them as props. Because why would you expose your kids? Yeah. And by the way, I don't think anybody accuses this woman of being racist. That's not, I haven't heard that yet. 
She's the one that said it's going to be interesting watching them try to smear. This is they're the cover. Those kids are the. You know what that tells me? That this woman has some racist thoughts in her head, and they're about to come out. (laughs) We're Mm -hmm. we're about to start hearing it because I hadn't heard anything about racism coming out of this woman. I've heard her be batshit crazy religious, but I hadn't heard anything racist. There's going to be some racism coming out. And uh, Ava DuVernay just uh, retweeted a uh, someone that tweeted out four different white people who took that picture with the black children and shared it basically saying, I dare y'all to say she racist because she got two adopted kids. So, um, yeah, this is the, this was the plan. This is what white people think. Yeah. Right. Remember right. when, uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, um, said he had a black he's a white supremacist, but his husband is a black man. Yep. I was like, well, how can he be? It's like, well, easy. There's a lot of examples of that. But- yeah. Right. <laughs> Have you ever seen black.com? Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people fucking black people that don't actually fuck don't with black actually people. like black people. Right? Yeah. Black what 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 else? There's another one. Wait, wait, like spring a, a black guy on them all of a sudden. Oh, Black know. Ambush. Black Ambush. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the worst. That's it's, the worst it's title. It's called Black Ambush. Ambush, right. <laughs> right? And then there's the one with the police. And it doesn't have- even it doesn't First of all, Black Ambush doesn't make sense. Because they never have a video where the woman turns it down. Yeah. Like that premise only is yeah. only volatile if every like third yeah. video is a white woman being like, no, yeah. thanks. The, no. the couple, the couple I've seen, just just the couple, right? Yeah. That I've seen a black ambush. The woman's always been like, oh, yeah. All right. Well, I guess. Right. It's, yeah. like, is it an ambush? It should be called Black Surprise. It's your birthday. Because <laughs> they definitely be like, oh, black dick. I didn't know. Why? I wow. didn't know that was even on the menu. This is the secret menu at McDonald's right now. Well, this is going to be great. I'm going to order a McGangbang real quick. Like, fuck out of here. Like, so yeah, I've seen the one with the police too. That's that's just racist. That one yeah. just, that, that one, what? Yeah, that's just Man. racist. I, I, the racist. first 20 times I watched those videos. The, the first twenty-two for me. I'm on. Twitter oh, I right see now. Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton said, yeah. "Ibram Kendi launches a cruel racist attack against Judge Baird and her family." But what else can we expect from a fraud like him? Really, <laughs> Tom Cotton, who's against the sixteen nineteen. But okay, yeah. right, right. Uh, there's some verified account, Chloe Valdery, who uh, this is clearly she's uh, she stepped into the trap and. Are you suggesting that any white family who adopts black children are colonizers and that the interracial adoption is somehow evil? Please clarify, because if that's your position, it's an evil one. Look, that's not what he's suggesting necessarily. No, he's just saying he's that saying. it's Please not a clarify. cover. Yeah, you it's not a get out of racism cover. free hey, card. Can you say right. the thing that would be offensive if that's what you admit? Because <laughs> right, I, right. I know you didn't say it. I noticed. So <laughs> please, <laughs> please verify that the way that I'm trying to twist your words is the correct way. Here's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing you say, "Kill all white devils." If this is true, <laughs> then this is. I'm disgusted, terrible. and you should clarify that that is not what you meant, even though you did not say it. Please clarify. Please clarify when you said in my head. That all white people are devils that need to be killed. <laughs> oh, your silence speaks volumes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't answer that. You can't, you can't even answer that. You right. sit there, you well, he's, she's just like some random stupid. person on Twitter. You don't have to answer everybody. Right. Not answer. True, true, but that's stupid. Like, that's Go back and read the like. shit and you'll, feel, you'll see what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. Let's bring this one home, y'all. That's, I got some that's shit gonna I gotta be, do. That's gonna be the the, the the scandal of 2025 or whatever. Whenever we have another Supreme Court justice, 
is going to be like, here she is on black.com. Okay. Are you, are you telling me? Are you telling me that she's racist? That's she exactly would, what I'm telling you. That she would have sex with these six gentlemen. <laughs> and look at her. There's a smile on her face. There's no way that she's racist. She's not harboring her. anti-blackness and, and just, having sex with this many gentlemen. She's not harboring anti-blackness and having blackness put into her. That's not how it works. Well, she was ambushed. When she was ambushed with blackness, she <laughs> willfully accepted. And now you want to say she can't be a Supreme Court justice? I don't think so, Abraham. How, how do you harbor hate when she's harboring this dick? Yeah, how is she doing this? Hey, chat room, thanks for coming in with us today. We appreciate y'all, appreciate y'all hanging in. Hope y'all enjoyed yourselves. We, I need to thank, as always, Romaine for coming back with us. We need some more remain in our life. Uh, Rod, coming off the bench as always. Thanks, man. Always. Hey, man. Open door policy. These, uh, Open appreciate door these policy. Saturdays, man. I love, to- I love talking with y'all. I should just be here more often to just drop in. Man. Just <laughs> drop in, man. Just drop in. Help you, me. Drop you, know, in. Uh, you asked me earlier like what I've been doing mental health-wise in the pandemic. And this is one of my things. This is it? Hanging yeah. One of my things. Yeah, like hanging here. out with y'all on a Saturday or whatever. Definitely a bright spot of my week, man. Right. And I, and I don't feel crazy about the thoughts. Though. Like, okay, I know it's not just. Yeah, me. I know that's how I feel. Like, not just me. And I don't. <laughs> y'all, y'all it's see not this, just right? Andy hearing me say this shit all the time. So. <laughs> and plus, my wife want me to shut up. Shut up, nigga. Yeah. All right, fine. We're gonna burn it down. We're gonna burn it down until then. So y'all come on back Monday. We'll be here once again. Uh, I gotta go uh, get dressed. <laughs> I gotta drop this Lincoln actually for y'all too before I, before we go. Put it in the put it in the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the link. To, um, this is a very good video. It's by a white guy, but it's about tradition, American tradition, and mm-hmm. he's like, he's trying to explain to white people why this shit. It's like he doesn't bring up. He brings up race and everything, yes, but he's trying to talk to white people, mm-hmm. and because of that, because of that of that approach, he tears down everything from like American exceptionalism, how we even have the race issue to begin with, all this okay. stuff. He's like. Y'all should have been listening to the black people, but since I'm here and you listen to me, here we go. <laughs> Text message it to me. Uh, it's called, I'll, I'll just, I'm not going to, it's 45 minute video, but it's called The it's Cult long, of Tradition long. slash Renegade Cut. And it's, yeah. um, he's really good. 45 and, and minutes he, long. And he's mm-hmm. what got, he's what got me to, to read uh, or to listen to the people's um, history of the United States by Howard Zinn. And then he's doing another book that I want to read. And before I get to yours, oh, yeah. it's the same. Bob Cotton doesn't like Zen, by the way. He doesn't like Zen yeah. either. <laughs> yep. All right, y'all. We're about to be out. Thanks so much, people. As always, appreciate y'all. Uh, Rod, you're going last once again. Uh, this is my this is my self-care, as you know. And uh, I appreciate all y'all. We love y'all chat room. We're about to be out. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Romaine Walters. Roderick Morrow. That's it. Roderick Morrow. We have been four guys on and we are out.